Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Awkward and Black. As usual, Justin never says anything. I listen, 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 listen. I, just I keep on thinking you have something else more to say after you. How I, I let you I let you breathe a little bit, then I find out there's nothing there, and then then it gets the awkward silence. And plus, I was trying to pump, so I had to lift the butt cheek and ease it up. Oh my god! I want it to be loud, you know. I don't want it to be quiet. Okay, now that we've established that. How are you guys doing today? Um, it's been two weeks, as it always has. Um, I, again, I can't wait to get into this format. I feel like I like the two-week um, span that we put on it. It gives me a lot of shit to really just be angry about. Or really just talk well, about. Well, not even be just angry, discuss. just to talk about. Because interesting topics happen and... It's like a little bit of like almost like a roundup of our opinions and some other stuff. So it's not even to be angry. It's just to have a discussion. And as you guys know, we're going to do our I Hate It Here segment where we're going to list off our topics. We may have a class for the month. I have to really see. I have to really go against the grain. But we may have a class for the month. But I'm going to start you guys off on a high. So I um, just found out about this. So actually, no, that's a lie. Um, I heard about this, I think maybe about two weeks ago, Monday, and I heard about it. It was like part of a media rundown that the breakfast club was doing. So they didn't really touch it too much. And it's a new reality show called the F boy show. And I think I just heard that there was an F boy show and I posted it in the group for us to like engage and go a little deeper and discuss it. You said you saw the trailer, so I just watched the trailer for the F Boy Show. F Boy Island. Like, I, you know it's what? Called I, I F Boy Island. F Boy Island. F Boy Island. You're right. F Boy Island. I thought it was gonna remind me of that stupid TV show they had years ago, um, The Real Housewives. Of it was some awkward ass place. It wasn't even like New York or no, sorry, it was the Real Side Chicks. I've and never it wasn't seen New that. York or LA. It was like the Real Side Chicks of like. I don't know, like New Hampshire or something. It was something weird like that. And I remember, uh, I think it was Philadelphia or something, but I thought it was going to be like that. And we, we are we are in the hot or not phase. And, you know, we've been doing this for a while. I, I We mean you go back to the days of, um, oh my God, what was the dating show we grew up on? Bachelor? Um, Blind Date. It was Blind Date, Cheaters. Cheaters was only a dating show. I think. Do you remember Date Temptation Island? Yeah, that that was later. That was in the reality TV show era type of thing. But yeah, yeah, but you know, dating on TV is still reality TV, so it's a part of it. Of course, of course, so. of course. I recently just watched the F Boy trailer. So the way that this show goes, the way that it's formatted, is the host is the female, and she has three girls. Seems to be two white, one black. I'm not sure if that girl was Spanish, but I think it was two white, one black. Three girls. Well, it's, just, it's three women who have, are looking for serious relationships. And they and. Yes, and they have 24 guys, 24 guys. 12 of them are fuckboys, and 12 of them are not. So there is a cash prize, I believe $20,000. But they also don't know which of the 24 men who are the 12 that are fuckboys, they actually are responsible for trying to figure that out themselves to send those people home. Yes, and they have the cash prize. So so the, the, well, I'm going to get to it. So the, the fuck boy is just really there for the $20,000 cash prize. $100,000. So it it makes sense. Is it $20,000 or $100,000? It's $100,000. I swear when I was watching the trailer. No, it's a hundred grand. Okay. So it's a hundred grand. And then the nice guys are supposedly there for love. 
bullshit. Um, I'm definitely going to watch this. I'm going to say this right now. Also, it's an HBO Max original show. We didn't even mention that. It's an HBO Max original show. I'm not so this should be much. interesting. Keeping up with Netflix. So you can only imagine what will actually be shown on that show because it's HBO. Mm, I didn't even think about that. That is yeah. true. That is true. I'm going to say that everybody is there for the money. I think it's bullshit. I think back when I thought it was $20,000, okay, maybe someone's there for love. $100,000. $100,000. Even the guys who are supposedly the non-fuck boys are going to be there for the money. Listen, listen, I'm going to be dead honest about this. If I was single and they gave me $100,000 to go on a dating show and find real love, I think everyone's going to manipulate to the situation and get the $100,000. Like, Well, okay, hold on. Hold, okay, no so no one's there for love. I no, think no, no, I no, understand no, no. what I'm going to say. Like that, no, no, I was going to no say, so I, I watched, you and I watched the first season of Too Hot, Too Hot to Handle together. I watched the second season yeah. by myself because it was like my filler show. So I just finished it. So as everyone knows, when you're on Too Hot to Handle, you can't have sex. You can't do self-gratification. You can't even kiss you can't do anything that is sexual. The most that you can do is like hold hands. So for this season, since we're talking about F-Boy Island, this season for Too Hot to Handle was interesting because they actually didn't tell people that they were on Too Hot to Handle. So they thought that they were on a show called, oh gosh, Parties in Paradise. And they were under the impression that they were going to get to like have like this fun, you know, do whatever the hell they want with all these people. It is then revealed that they're on Too Hot to Handle. And as you know, the cash prize on Too Hot to Handle is $100,000. So we were talking about this the other day. So you're just saying now when it comes to F-Boy Island, like obviously once you find out about the money, you're going to want the money, right? On Too Hot to Handle, it's a little bit different because every time you do an indiscretion, the money pot goes down by a certain amount. <laughs> and you think that you would want the hundred grand more than you would want to sleep with somebody. By the way, by the time, spoiler alert, by the time the show was over, the pot was only at 55 grand. And this season, instead of everybody winning money and it being divided equally, only one person won all 55 grand. I feel like in Too Hot to Handle, because the first time me and you watched it, in my mind, and maybe I'm the only person who respects money and the end of it comes to these people, but in my yeah. mind, I was like, okay, if I'm going on a show and there's 100 grand, all I got to do is not have sex with the person, then I'm just going to not have sex with them. Take the 100 grand. Like, what the? It's, no, it's, not, it's, not even a, it's not even a question in my mind. But then I get why people slip on too hot to handle. 100 grand is for everybody, not just for you. And the thought starts to happen of, oh, well, these people must be doing something. And then because you think that everybody else is doing something, then you start doing it. Especially because yeah. within the first few days people start doing stuff so you start realizing well everybody else is doing it so at the end of the day there's not going to be any money left and at least these people got sex or gratification out of it let me at least get sex or gratification out of it because there's going to be no money left so i understand why people do that on too hot to handle it makes sense because it's the it's you compete with everybody else but on this new show f boy island Listen, I, like, but we don't know the full rules yet. For, for all we know, they could lose money too. <laughs> Remember, they're not going to tell you the big spoiler. Yes, there's. Yeah, they showed you the money in the sure trailer. For all we know, it could be things where they could lose money too. Because there has to be a catch. It can't just be about the fuckboys. It can't be. 
It can't just be about them and the money. There has to be something else that's going to be included that's going to cause it to be like, oh my God, I'm going to lose money. You know what, though? I will say this. I'm happy that society is getting back to these type of shows. A lot of people are not going to, a lot of people are not going to love my perspective on this. I feel like dating shows should be fun. They should be stupid. They should be overly sexual, overly fellacious, and just downright idiocy, right? That's what we came up on. It was it was blind date where you literally had sometimes you would have people in the hot tub, sometimes they would do something. It actually made it interesting. Sometimes you would have people who their boyfriend or girlfriends would come in. It was interesting. There was Cheetos isn't really a dating show, but I am a BT had Hell Date where they would be on this date. The whole point of Hell Date was actually one of the good original BT shows. The whole point of it was you go on this date with somebody, and one of the people on the date is like an actor. And they're going on the date and they're basically making a hell date for you. So like they're fat and they're farting or like whatever the case may be, or they're just overly obnoxious or they're just doing, yeah. they're doing something, doing the most. And by the time you start to get pissed off, then the a little, I think it's probably why they canceled it. So like a little person comes out in a devil costume and it's like, oh, it's hell date. Yeah, this is early 2000s. You can let that shit slide. But I think the concept, if you take away the little person in the devil costume and just get a regular person, I think it's good. I think that's how dating shows should be. I think I think when there's dating shows that take themselves so seriously, like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and those dating shows where, like, people really believe that these people are in love, when people yeah. really believe that, like, 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 the dating shows where you have one guy kissing, like, 10 gal on the show and people believe that he's in love with all of them or one girl vice versa it just like doesn't make any sense i kind of like the shows that like they're putting it out there that it's stupid because then i know i'm watching it for fun like i'm not sitting mm-hmm. there having to feel like should i take this shit seriously you know what i mean so i'm into <laughs> this I'm, I'm really i remember there was that one show uh that was on netflix where you couldn't see the person oh love is blind that was a good show. Not gonna lie to you, that show actually really I entertained like. me. And the couple at the end, the girl, oh my gosh, her last name is Speed. Um, the black guy, the black girl and the white guy, they're actually still married, by the way. Yeah, they're still married. Yeah. And they're and ha- like, they have like, like this see- whole like social media, like they've actually like propelled see, themselves see. and they get like interviews. They get the most interviews out of all the couples on that show. Yeah. They're the only ones who get the most interviews and the most like brand deals I have ever seen. That show was actually really interesting because you couldn't see who you were talking to. They do. They have their own YouTube channel. They have the Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And mind you, I'm not mad if you win and you, or even if you don't win, if you're on the show and you choose to market yourself and get your money. I'm not mad at that. I think it's a Beyonce situation where I'm more mad at the people who believe that these people are actually in love. And mind you, when it comes to the interracial couple, I know who you're talking about. I see them all the time. They look I just can't happy. remember her name. I just don't remember uh, her last whether name. Whether they're in speech. love, I, I don't know. But I know there's people who like post them as like their poster child. Yeah. And by the Those way, there's going like, to be a season but... two of Love is Blind. And I'm not going to lie. Even though these shows, I, I find them entertaining. So I do agree with I'm you. Like, I find it, it entertaining. I, I watch it. Yeah. Like, I know I watched Too Hot to Handle without you, but that was because it was like when I was bored. <laughs> and I didn't think it no, was going to no, be not... good. This season was actually funny. And I was like, oh, okay. At the end of the day, I like these shows. I like the fact that they don't take themselves seriously. Like, yeah. And we grew up on trash television. We grew up in the 90s off of Maury and Jenny Jones and Jerry Springer, Jerry Springer. and Ricky Lake. We grew up off of trash television. So it's like, I like it. I hate the ones that take themselves so seriously. So I'm going to look out for this one. I'm not going to lie. I'm really going to that. I think that it's actually fun. There's also a Too, too, too Hot to Handle Brazil. Um, that I, I only find this one weird because... I'm that person who doesn't mind reading subtitles. So 
and too too hot to handle Brazil. They are speaking like in Portuguese, but they've dubbed over each person's voice with an English speaking person. Mm. So for some reason, I tried to watch the first episode, but I kept looking for subtitles because the voices coming out of the people didn't match them. And I was like, this is weird. And it wasn't as entertaining for me. Maybe I have to try again. I don't know. It wasn't as entertaining. I would rather them speak and me just read it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. I would, I would like the option to take off the dub. I don't like it. <laughs> Speaking of television shows. Yeah. MTV Cribs is coming back. No. For anyone who is listening or anyone who's watching on YouTube, does it make you feel old that MTV Cribs is coming back? Because I used to really enjoy that. The whole opening, welcome to my crib. Like, I used to, I used love, to love watching it. this I used one. To love oh, my it. gosh. This, this, <laughs> this is the thing. This is the question I have. Okay. Do you think anyone's going to care? Let me explain. Let me explain. Uh, Let me explain. Not. Let me explain. Oh, well, Let me explain. Um, when, we were, when we were coming up, there was um fabulous life of the rich and famous with the British guy that that came out first. I remember that, that. was like in the in the earlier nineties. That was the show. The reason yeah. why people cared is because there was no reality TV, there was no social media, so you really didn't know how the other side really lived, mm-hmm. right? And this is when music videos first came out. So music videos added to this was the first time you got to see how celebrities lived. You really didn't know before unless some celebrity killed his wife or committed suicide in his mansion and you would just see the helicopter. We didn't know. Then MTV came out with MTV Cribs. And it was, I think the best part about MTV Cribs was the fridge. I used to love the fridge. Every time they go in the fridge, I used to be like, and then I got older, I realized it's all product placement. But it was good. I think the thing that annoyed me about every rapper is they always had Scarface playing and I didn't understand it. But I used to love the fridge. I was always there for the fridge. Um, Now... MTV Cribs was also at a time where people didn't have access to people like this, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering, right? It's like the music video argument. And if MTV doesn't play music videos no more for the same reason, because of YouTube. So I'm wondering, because we live in an era where these celebrities now put their house and their money and their luxury on social media. So I'm wondering, because this is the thing. If MTV Cribs is going after more private or acclaimed celebrities, right? An example: if they're going after like Denzel Washington's son, Michael B. Jordan, um, people that don't really put their wealth out there is what I'm saying. So we have no clue how Michael B. Jordan lives, right? If they're going after these types of people who don't put their wealth out there, it's interesting. But if you're going after Drake, after Drake has had his house, the embassy, in four music videos. After Drake and has showcased the whole layout on social media. architectural digest. Remember, his, his house was an architectural digest. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Or if you're going after any of these newer rappers who, like, if you're going after J. Cole, I would love to see that. Or Kendrick. I, because these, these rappers don't really post their well. So I'm interested to see it. But if you're going after Rick Ross, whose mansion was, was, was the house for um, Coming to America 2, we've seen it already. You see what I'm trying to say? So now I'm wondering... Mind you, I'm an MTV Cribs fan. I loved MTV Cribs. I loved the, to me, the fridge was the best part because it showed me a little bit of personality. And I used to love when Much Music had Room Raiders and they kind of switched it. Or even the ones where they would decorate your room like the artist or whatever. Yeah. But I'm wondering if MTV Cribs is going to sell. Because it seems like they're mainly going after hip-hop artists. So I'm just going to, MTV Cribs before was everybody. I feel like it's mostly hip-hop now. And I'm wondering if it's going to sell within the hip-hop culture because the majority of the newer artists, which are the artists that 
people normally care about and want to yeah. see, right? Those artists already flaunt their wealth. Well, and we already know what it looks like. So I'm wondering if they're if, if people are going to care. So you mentioned something about like the fact that like YouTube kind of took over. So <laughs> I bless you. I actually do think that. I think it could do like okay, mainly because so many people like to be in people's business. Let's, let's be honest. And the, I'm going to make a YouTube comparison. One of the, some YouTubers' most watched videos are when they do a house tour, like they're on MTV Cribs. And here's the funny thing: some of them actually set it up like MTV Cribs, where like the camera comes up to the front door and they open it and they say like "Welcome to my crib," and it's a joke. Mm. The re so obviously the nostalgia is still there if it's already on YouTube kind of where people are kind of playing off that. And I think that people will be interested in looking in people's Shout houses because everyone because <laughs> everyone always wants to see what's inside of people's houses. People find it interesting. How do you decorate it? It, it? I loved the kitchen. I mainly wanted to see what kind of snacks they ate. Like I was that person who wanted to see if they had like a snack cupboard or a snack drawer. That's me because I have a snack cupboard. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, so I'm I, I think it'd be interesting to see. I don't know if I'm actually going to watch it because I don't feel like it's going to be the same for me the way that it was like back in the day. Maybe I'll watch like one episode, but I still think people are going to be curious because I don't think it even matters if it's a hip hop community. People want to know, what do you have? Let me see it. People are nosy. I hear you. I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> and and sh shout out, shout out to the best MTV Cribs episode ever with Redman, and he was showing you his regular bungalow house that he lived in, and there was clothes everywhere, and he was the one person that had no marketing placement and just showed you how he really lived. I remember that episode. But, and he was sleeping on like a mattress on the floor, but he got money. You just didn't want to spend it, so I get it. But I agree with you. I really, really do. I. I'm just thinking, because back in the day, MTV Cribs was really everybody. They really, because mm -hmm. back in the day, rock music was still bigger than hip hop. So it was a lot of hip hop artists. It was a lot of rock bands and punk rock bands and lead and singers. And pop artists. And it was a, it was, it was a lot of pop artists. And and then you had like a few skateboarders. You had you had a lot of the extreme sports, some skateboarders, some mm -hmm. snowboarders. Mm -hmm. I think you had a few Olympians on there as well. Like it was very much diverse. From what I understand, this one is going to be heavily focused on hip hop, and I'm just mainly hip hop here. But I think so. If do you they, think if maybe it's because it there could be like again, an amount of excess, which makes it more entertaining for people? Of to course, see? of course, of yeah. course. Okay. I think I think hip hop with the excess makes sense. I think I think if they make it broad like they did before, yeah. I think people will watch it. But I guess the reason why I'm coming at it is like I feel like if they make it majority hip hop, I feel like people will slowly cap off after a while because we live in a generation where these hip hop artists have already shown us their house. It's like, literally they've already shown us the rooms. They've shown us the wealth. They've shown us the clothes. They've shown us. If you go on their Instagrams, it's pictures of their closet, their cars, their pool, their basketball courts, everything. So it's literally just MTV doing it over again. If it's hip hop. But I think outside of hip hop, a lot of these artists have not done that. The most they've shown yeah. is their studio. So it's still yeah. interesting. But I, I think, I, I think it's, Hip hop only. I I think it will last a good two seasons, and then I think it will cap. I think if MTV makes it as broad as they did before, I think mm -hmm. it will last. Even with social media, I would agree with what you were saying. I think it will last another five to ten years. I think it's got a good run. It's got a, definitely okay. got a good run if they make it broad. It's definitely got a good run. But I'm 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 excited for it. I'm I'm here for it. What do you have on the docket, Brittany? Um. Well. 
interesting topic that's happening in Toronto is that we're going to be renaming Dundas for anyone who is not from here. We have a, a very, we have very long street called Dundas and a couple things named after this man. So Dundas is actually named after Henry Dundas and he was an 18th century Scottish politician. <laughs> apparently though, he apparently never stepped foot in Canada wow. from what I found. Apparently he never stepped foot in Canada. But interesting fact, well, he I think actually it's Antigua that has an island called Mount Obama, and Obama's never stepped foot in Antigua. I'm That's sorry, funny. Guys, um, so this Henry Dundas guy, he apparently delayed Britain's like abolishment of slavery by 15 years. So whatever he was doing, he was like, No, I don't want this to happen. And we named a bunch of shit after him, including Young Young and Dundas Square, Dundas Street, slaves in Dundas in West. Canada? Um, I don't think he had slaves in Canada, but he had slaves where he was from. Because he's never I'm been guessing, here. I'm guessing, he had never been I'm here. Guessing if he's Scottish, I'm guessing the slaves were in the Caribbean. So okay, he, okay. he's never actually been here. But in a voting, uh, they voted, and it was a 17 to 1 vote to actually rename Dundas. And that's going to include like Dundas West Station, Dundas Street, Young and Dundas Square. Any, I don't even, I don't know if there's more schools named after him. Potentially there, there could be. <laughs> who, who knows? Um, but all of that's going to be changed. And it was actually quite interesting because. The, the Toronto mayor, Mayor John Tory, he was the one who actually said that this individual had never actually stepped foot in Canada and we shouldn't be actually honoring him for the things that he actually believed in and that we shouldn't name anything after him. But a lot of people didn't know this. It's like the whole thing with Ryerson. Now there's okay. that that's going to be renamed. So it's, it's actually kind of interesting just because... In my mind, I feel like the only reason that this stuff is happening is just because of the amount of unrest that's actually occurred and people are demanding for change. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Do I think it's kind of cool they want to rename it? Sure. The reasoning behind it is it is because I feel like they've been given no choice. Not because they actually really want to. I think they're just trying to do appeasement, but that's just me because when things come to light, everyone's like, oh, crap. Now we got to deal with this. Okay. And then they try and find ways to be able to make people feel better. And to also make this them go is, away. This is my opinion on this. And I've, I've stated this a few times a little bit, but this is mm -hmm. my opinion. I, at 31 years of age, I am I'm starting to believe in a lot of these conspiracy theories. But um, we all know that the people that run our countries, whatever country you're from, is just the rich elite people. They're, they're the ones that need the resources, so they send the army out to go do what they got to do. They run the country. We get that. I feel like, and these people, mind you, they're very intelligent, and they think 10 steps in advance, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're seeing all these leaders getting killed in Africa, I think it's about four or five of them already, Burundi, Kenya, there's about four or five countries, and Haiti as well. Must say the Haitian all president got assassinated. who refused the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. I just, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think that there are people that run, and I want to make, a, I want to talk about this actually. I think that there are people in the country who are the rich yeah. and wealthy of that society who are thinking 10 steps in advance. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And I mean 10 steps in advance. They're thinking about it like, okay, global warming is happening. The northern part of Canada is going to melt. Everything below Canada is going to come too hot. People are going to eventually have to move here. There's a canal right above Canada that goes right from the UK right in. It's going to bring up trade. 
let's work on that now. That's not going to happen for another 50 years. Let's work on that now. Like the people that are really running the society are planning things in advance. Okay. They're planning things in advance that we're not going to see for a few years. Right. Very, very smart people, horrible people, but smart. Now I feel like the figureheads that they elect are just there to appease the public with all the pandering and all the showboating and whatever it may be. Oh, oh, yeah. gays want rights. Okay. We'll give it to black want this. Okay. We'll give it to the blacks. Immigrants want this? Okay, let's give it to it. Okay, we have to appease our angry, poor, white base? Okay, we'll appease them. And it's a lot of symbolism. And I feel like... I want to say ever since Trump came into office, because the symbolism wasn't really happening when Obama was in office. I feel like Obama was symbolism himself. But it wasn't happening. When Trump came into office, just a lot of symbolism. And mind you, we talked about the Ryerson thing. And the Ryerson thing... I'm for, because we're changing the name of a university, and I think there's two streets called Ryerson that we're changing. No, I'm for the change very, of it. Very, like, I'm not very simple, it. easily done. Now, when it comes to Dundas, I definitely understand the reason why people want to change. It's named after a slave master who was Scottish, probably had slaves either in the UK or I'm assuming in the Caribbean, um, or many, many of the English colonies. Who the hell knows? Go across the board. There's many of them. And I understand why people want it to be changed, and I'm not, not against it at all. I think I'm thinking about it from a fiscal standpoint, right? And so people that don't know, Dundas is a long street. So the longest street in the world is Young Street. And Young Street goes from the Lake Ontario all the way, literally, I think, up to Barrie or almost to Barrie. That's the longest street in the world. Dundas is not too far behind that, to be honest with you. Dundas literally starts in Scarborough. I think Dundas becomes Kingston or Dundas becomes something. But either way, it starts in Scarborough. Scarborough is the eastern part of Toronto. It goes all the way through the entire city of Toronto down to Etobicoke. Then it goes all the way through Mississauga. Then it goes all the way through Milton. Mm -hmm. Then it goes all the way through Oakville, Burlington. And then once you get to Burlington and, and where Hamilton starts, there's a city called Dundas. I don't know if it goes past there. But I do know it goes all the way from Hamilton all the way to Scarborough. That is far. Yeah, it is. So the reason why I'm saying this is because I understand they're going to change Dundas Square, which is basically a place where crackheads gather. And, you know, Toronto attempts to do um, Times Square, which is very cool. And But when I think about this, how much money are they going to have to spend to do this? Because... Dundas, Dundas is a street. It's going to be a lot. It's a lot of changes. Like, Dundas is a street that goes over about five different cities. Okay? And let me explain this. Mm -hmm. In each city that Dundas is in, mm -hmm. Dundas touches a business portion, a residential portion, and a yep. manufacturing portion. I don't know. If you're in Scarborough, it's residential. Then you get downtown, it's all businesses, including the university. Then you get into Etobicoke, it's all residential. Then you get into Mississauga, it's manufacturing, then residential again. There, there are schools yeah. named Dundas. You have a lot of people that have to now change their address. You have people that are going to have to update their insurance. You have businesses that are going to have to change the name of their businesses. There's businesses with the name Dundas in it. In many different cities. There's businesses named after Dundas, the Dundas Grocery Market, the Dundas Convenience Store. It's going to be crazy to do this. 
I'm not against it. I just want to say I'm not against it. It's just going to be a lot I of time and a lot of money. It's going to be, gonna be crazy. To I don't even know. And this is the thing. Does this cost lay on the business owners? Does this cost lay on the No, it's going to be taxpayers Does because cost- it's going to be streets and all that kind of stuff that are changed first. So it's going to be taxpayers who pay for it, obviously. It's going to be us. I understand the streets. I'm talking about the individual businesses and I have to change their name and I have to update things because they've changed their name. Is that cost on the business owners? Do all these business owners now have to pay money to change their name if they choose so? Because it would be weird to have Dundas Grocery on some other street, right? It's, I don't know. It's a difficult conversation. I'm kind of on the fence on this one. I'm not completely for it. I don't think it's going to be cost effective from a financial standpoint. But I don't know. I don't we'll know. see what happens. What, Honestly, what are, the only thing that's come out is that they're going to be renaming it. No names have been submitted yet, and we only know about the mm-hmm. voting. So the whole plan of what is actually going to occur hasn't even like been said because it is a massive undertaking, and I feel like it's going to take a very long time because it's going to be a part of city planning because mm-hmm. now you have to change. Remember, city. think about it. City planning is done years in advance. So if somebody already has something situated that's supposed to be called Dundas that's not going to be built for 10 years, now you got to redo that. So everything is going to have to be done in stages of how it actually is going to occur. Do I think it's interesting? Yeah. Do I think it's a massive undertaking? Of course I do. And I'm going to wait to see what they have to say. But when it comes to things that relate to the city, we already know us, the taxpayers, are going to be paying for that. It's a great question, though, if the people who own businesses that have the name included, what's going to happen to them and how is that going to be rectified and changed? Let's, let's, Let's get this straight. I live in Brampton, and we don't have a Dundas in Brampton. Lucky you. But everybody who lives in Toronto, Mississauga, Burlington, Oakville, I don't think Dundas goes through Milton, actually. I think it's Burlington, Oakville, Mississauga. Is it really done by city? Isn't this all of our money pooled together as taxpayers and just used at will? <laughs> no. No, it's definitely can you imagine? Can you imagine if that's what it was? Can you imagine if you find out? Can you, no, no. Can you imagine how mad you'd be if you found out that you live in Brampton there and you're paying for crap that's happening in Toronto? <laughs> There'd be someone all the way in North Bay being pissed off like i gotta pay taxes uh, that'd, be funny. Pay. that'd be funny but but let me ask you one more question before we jump off this yeah when they go to change the name and i think this is what i'm more interested in because you know what's happening already right so yeah when they go to change the name do you think because people that don't know a lot of the names in canada very mm-hmm. similar to the names in america are either named after old english towns cities streets neighborhoods yeah or, or they're named after old English monarchies. Yeah. Or sometimes prime ministers. Or they're named after Aboriginal names. So Mississauga would be Aboriginal, but then we have a King Street, a John Street, a, uh, we have a Wilfrid Laurier, we have Winston Churchill. So I'm wondering... Because it seems to be a slavery and a black issue. I'm just wondering where we're going with this here. Do you think that they're going to keep the tradition and give it an Aboriginal name? Oh, do you I don't think, know. Do you think the black population, because I'm assuming it's the black population who fought for this. So do you think that they'd be happy with that? Do you think that they're going to give it a regular English monarchy or street name? Do you think that people will, that, that's, that's probably the middle ground where to go with it. Or do you think that they are going to give it a black name? And if they do give it a black name, it's a double question. What black name do you think they would give it? Do you think that they would do something African-American? Because that's the standard. Even though this doesn't exist, this doesn't exist in Nova Scotia, it's in Toronto. Yeah. 
or do you think and mind you the black people that were here probably years ago the small minority that are probably from america so vice versa or do you think that they would give it some sort of Caribbean, African-esque name? Where do you think they're going with this? Oh, I don't even know. Oh, I don't because, know. Because, because they pander to get done, right? Yeah. So they're going to have to pander for the name. So when they're pandering for the name, what do you think it's going to be? Because all of our names are English. Kingston Road, this, 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 right? Yeah, it's like when I found out that there was a place in England called Islington. And I was like, oh. Yep, and Kipling. Yeah, and Kipling. Ossington. Yeah. All of those, I don't know. All of those names. I don't know. I actually don't know what they're going to go with. I don't know if it's going to be something where they have people who want to submit names to be looked at by the city because I don't feel like they're. I feel like I you know they have to do this. like a naming competition I, kind of thing. Yeah. They could do that. They're probably going to probably going to pick a few names and do that. But I will say this: they will not do a Christian name. It will not be no Saint Nothing because of what the Catholic Church is going through. So Christian names off yeah. the board. I get that. Yeah. I I am guessing it's either going to be an Aboriginal name. Which mm-hmm. I don't know if black people in Canada will necessarily be mad at that because we don't, it's a little different than the States. And mind you, yeah. this is mainly, this is kind of mainly a Nova Scotian issue, even though yeah. it's in Toronto, because those are the people that would have, you know what I'm trying to say? So No, I do. I actually, I, I'm I, sitting here I, trying I, to think I, of it. I'm like, I have no idea. I feel like it's going to be a thing. competition I, for people to submit names and then they're going to go through and pick like the top five and vote i'm just wondering what the picks are going to be because they're actually has probably to top be three pandering and it's just like it I may be aboriginal i don't name. I yeah, but it's going to be either aboriginal either. it's going to be aboriginal or it's going or, or it's English. going to be a name of somebody who is black canadian that's okay. what i believe aboriginal or somebody who is black canadian that we've never heard of but it's going to be either one of those two because i can't see anything else flying especially if you're removing the name of this of this slave master and the same thing with ryerson Ryerson yeah. definitely has to be an Aboriginal name. I think that goes against everything. I think it's not even a competition. They it's have funny. To I haven't Ryerson. really heard anything about what else they're going to be naming Ryerson because that process is going to take a while no. to be put Ryerson. No, no, no what I mean is like... They do. I know they're going to read. I know that, but I'm just saying that it's been taking a while because it's kind of quieted down about what the process is for the naming of it. So I'm kind of curious because I haven't heard anything yeah. really. So I'm glad they got it done because that conversation was happening back when I was in school. So I'm glad they got it. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see happens. I think Algonquin College is probably the only Aboriginal college. Maybe Mohawk College. Just a few of them actually. I can see. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need to have something Aboriginal. They have. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious though. I'm curious. I'm curious. This is so off topic, but since we're talking about names, I just remembered this. Do you remember? Okay, remember when the con when it started? There's a baseball team that used to be called the Indians. Were they called? Were they called the Red? Was Indians? Cleveland Indians. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They renamed themselves to the Guardians. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's it's what they named it to. Do the same thing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah I know. That, but that hasn't. There hasn't been a conversation about the hockey teams changing it. It's mainly been this baseball team, and they renamed themselves the Guardians to say like the Guardians of the city. So that was completely I off topic. We were just talking about names. It's mostly Americans that are kind of doing the the overcorrection, and I feel mm-hmm. like even though the the teams, even though the league technically is American. The the teams uh, I wouldn't say the majority, but a lot of the teams are in Canada. Actually I don't know. I don't know how I'm going with this actually. Because I, I don't know how I'm going with this. But no, I, I don't just, know I, I don't know if Canada that. will change those names. I hope they do. I hope they do. But I, I just I, I just remembered that because it was on the news and the news showed the new like promo video 
Mm. And I was like, oh, because at the top of the video in like grayed out writing, it says the original team name. And then they did like the writing across the screen that changed and says the Guardians. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. So they released well, like a promo of- video to let people know that they've taken this on and this is what we're doing. So I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Okay. Speaking of names, since we have great transitions today. So Stephen A. Smith, let me explain what happened. So I'm not a sports guy like that, but of course this is going to reach my 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 ears. So Stephen Stephen A. Smith is a sports analyst. He's been a sports analyst for the past decade. Um, I think he's the highest paid sports analyst as well. He works for ESPN. Notable figure, black guy, George Jefferson haircut, you know, conservative mentality. Um, very interesting, very polarizing figure. Yells and screams. He's kind of I call him the funk flex of the NBA. Um, so. Stephen A. Smith uh, always goes above and beyond. So what happened, I think it was the week before last week, actually, was he was on his show and he was referring to an Asian And he made a comment that I'm not completely against, but I do, I do think it's a conversation to be had. So he said that this Asian baseball player who's good should not be the face of the MLB. Because the reason why the MLB is not the number one sport in America anymore, despite the fact that it's just a boring-ass sport, baseball, it's mainly the reason because none of the main people in baseball American or speak English. There's no American stars for the American people to relate to, even though a lot of these American sports and activities have been worldwide because of American mm-hmm. sports is culture. Um, so that was one comment. Then... He said, so the Nigerian basketball team beat the American basketball team. The Nigerian basketball team has some NBA players on it. The American basketball team has all NBA players on it. As he was talking about the Nigerian basketball team, he mispronounced two of the players' names on purpose. And the last one, he was trying to pronounce it and then just basically said whatever the fuck his name is, these Nigerian players. Complete disrespect. Now, he's done this before. He would talk about the Raptors in this way and shape. He has a xenophobic mentality, which a lot of Americans do, which is America first, right? And um, speaking about that, just to touch on this as well, Giannis just won for the Milwaukee Bucks. He just won the championship, right? And he talked about this in one of his interviews as being passed around where he's on the bench saying about how this is how he is. He's alone. No one's here with him. And a lot of it is because he is an international player, Nigerian descent, raised in Greece, right? People can't relate to him. I'm sure Yao Ming can talk about that. Akeem Olajuwon, the list goes on. Now, he's coming under scrutiny because of his comments. I'm going to let you go first. Well, I don't... First off, I don't like baseball. I find it very boring. Um, secondly, I don't, I don't think that you have to be able to speak English to promote a sport. You're, you're playing something. It's not about you actually talking. I also think it's very rude that he purposely mispronounced names because anyone who people who know me know that if I can't say somebody's name, I literally will just go up to them and say, Hey, how do I, how do I like pronounce this correctly? Cause I, it's more insulting to just keep butchering somebody's name. It's rude. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an, I don't think it's needed. I think that he was just trying to be a, a massive dick for no reason. And I also find it very unprofessional to be able to, to treat people like that. They're people don't do that. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Well, as, um, 
I was listening to DM Cool's podcast on Cool Radio, and he made a good point. He's a journalist broadcasting uh, major. And he was talking about the first thing you learn in journalism broadcasting is to be able to orate someone's name correctly. Because that is the responsibility of the journalist to be able to orate someone's name correctly mm-hmm. and be able to say it. Fun- I can't even say the word. Phonetically? Phonetically. Phonetically. Thank you. So I'll say this. Baseball is boring. Baseball has been boring my whole life. And I was born in the 80s. <laughs> it's just a boring sport. When I was growing up, actually, a lot of the sports movies were based in baseball. I That's think true. the 80s was like the last era where baseball was popular. Because when Angels I was growing up, a lot of the sports movies were based in baseball. And then in the 90s, yeah. a lot of them became based in basketball and football. The later 90s, but the earlier 90s and even the ones that came out before I was born, a lot of them were based in baseball. Now, baseball is a boring sport, um, mainly because there's just not enough action. There's sports that have come along that just there's more excitement in football. It's a gladiator. People are being hit all day. In basketball, points are being scored every every couple of seconds. Right. The reason why a lot of Americans don't like hockey or soccer, as they would say, is because it's sports where somebody scores every so often and there's no physicality like in baseball, like in uh, football. So baseball kind of falls in that same category. Yeah. Hockey only um, has it if you have fights, but hockey is a very fast paced sport though. Like agreed. it's pretty impressive. These guys can do some amazing things on those games. I wasn't necessarily a hockey fan, but I, I can appreciate the competitiveness in the sport. Like, it's not curling, so I can appreciate it. Now, I don't even understand what curling is. Throwing stones. Uh, but, hey, <laughs> teach their own. Now, <laughs> Baseball is a boring sport. Agree. Baseball has been a boring sport forever. Anything to do with the fact that the players are not English. This is the issue here. Um, the, re- the main reason why is because baseball is a sport that's really about your skill. Can you hit the ball? Can you run? Can you catch the ball? Can you throw the ball? Uh, baseball, I'm not saying it doesn't rely on the personality of the players, but not as much. And I'm going to bring up a good example about this, but not as much. Now, I've heard this conversation before. Mm-hmm. And I believe the conversation is valid when you're talking about certain sports. And I'll bring up the sport where it's valid for it. I've heard this conversation a lot around boxing. And I feel like it's valid around boxing. The conversation around boxing is always the fact that boxing is no longer popular because there's no more good heavyweights. Then the conversation is boxing is no longer popular because the main people in boxing are not English and therefore they can't sell the sport. Now, the reason why I say this conversation makes sense in boxing is because boxing is literally 50% being able to know how to box properly and 50% personality. Let me explain. When we used to love boxing, it's because Mike Tyson was in it and he was talking shit. Mike Tyson was saying in interviews, I'm going to fuck you and you're going to like it. I'm going to eat your kids. I'm going to fuck you in the ass and, and you're going to call me daddy. That's what the nigga was saying in interviews. It was exciting. He said that in interviews? Exciting. I never watched any of the boxing interviews. interviews. The 90s was a reckless time. The 90s was a reckless time. But I did find boxing entertaining. You even have the pregame weigh-ins where the people are... The whole point of the pregame... Oh, yeah, trying to psych each other out? You have two fighters on a podium. Yes, they go and size up and look at each other. But the whole point is that they're talking shit about each other for like the... Like, literally, boxing is like wrestling, but it's real. No, I know. I like that part. I just never, I never watched the interviews. I thought they were trying to like psych each other out and like get in their head. No, they are. They are. They are. Like you have Muhammad Ali, who back, who back when he was boxing, would have rhymes. 
float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Like he do, yeah. like it's very charismatic. So I would agree on this standpoint. The whole reason why, and people can argue if they want to, as a casual fan, I'm going to be honest, Conor McGregor really took the MMA in a different platform. Like when Conor McGregor is winning, the MMA is winning. I'm sorry. Conor McGregor is his personality, the Irishness, the arrogance, yeah. the calling out people's mother, the being ignorant to your religion, the carrying on, the, the walk he does with his arms wailing like this. The showboating, the chest. That's it's what makes people want to watch MMA. It's Conor yeah. McGregor. So, and, and I, I understand how when you have a lot of these foreign MMA fighters or a lot of these foreign boxers who, they can box really good. But then when they're sitting there and the fight is being hyped, all true. And then when the fight's done and they're like, I'm going to beat you. Well, you have other fighters that are getting hyped up and they're like, I'm going to eat your kids. I'm going to fuck your wife when I'm done. And then you have fighters who, after they're done boxing, you would still disrespect. And that's what people like. It's like wrestling. So if we are talking about boxing, as ignorant as it sounds, I agree with this comment. I agree that for the sport of boxing and for MMA, you need somebody who speaks English to attach themselves to the English people that watch the sport, which is, I don't, want, I don't know if it's the majority, but I guess in this part of the world, I understand that. And every time that we've had an English guy that has a personality, you saw the, you saw the sport literally go higher. Conor McGregor got, got the sport higher. We can clearly see that. Like, you don't have that. The reason why people don't like Floyd, well, Floyd Mayweather is interesting because he does box well and he's hated because of his personality. So again, it works. Now, it I works for boxing. He is, though. Mm-hmm. It works for boxing. When it comes to baseball and sports like that, I think it's more about the game than it is about their personality. And I would say that for basketball and any of these sports that are team sports. In team sports, the person's personality doesn't necessarily matter because it's about the team. Yes, you have outliers and you have your LeBron and you have your Michael. And if you go to the baseball steroid era where people actually did give a shit, you have those people too. I agree with that. But it's mainly a team sport at the end of the day. So... LeBron could be good, but if the... Yeah, I, I think he was out of line for the Asian comment. Then he went into the Nigeria comment where he decided to purposely mispronounce these people's names and disregard them as, like, whatever. I thought that was just disrespect. And my yeah, main thing it was. Is, my main thing about this is, as a black man, not even a black man, just as a person of color, and I understand African Americans unlike most people of color are not immigrants because they've been living in that country for 400 years. So I get it's a bit different for them because they are as much American as the white people that live with them. But as a person of color, for you to get on national television and disrespect another person who's of the same color as you and disrespect their name, and Team Nigeria let out a statement where they basically said, like, they kind of G-checked him. They said something and then they said, know your history, right? So it's just like, as a person of color, a black man of color, you're going to go on national television on the biggest sports show and disrespect an African team because you can't pronounce their name. First of all, you shouldn't do this to any person of color or any mm-hmm. immigrant, but then to do it to a black person, it's like, come on, bro. He didn't do that with Dirk Nowitzki. He was in the league for years. He didn't do that with Tony Kukoc, all Eastern European players. It's it's the disrespect to me, right? And it's it makes you seem like a coon. This is the definition of coon it is. That's just my piece on it. No, I agree with you. I 
the fact that he did it on purpose is just so disgusting because I know I know that he could have found out how to say their name. Of course. They have producers there that will literally, before you get on, that will keep repeating it to you. Yeah, hey, so that you, you can, yes, yeah, so you can keep, so you, of exactly. Of course, come on. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I know that he could have done it. and he just produced, the fact that the fact that he produced, it means somebody's responsible for that. That's what I'm trying to say. He and the fact that he decided to, to the, exactly, he chose to ignore it, he chose to be ignorant, he chose yeah. to be rude, he chose to be disrespectful, and it's exactly. wrong. I don't like it. Exactly. You got me I, over I here when I can't say somebody's name. I like start to mildly panic because I'm like, oh my God, I can't pronounce this. Because <laughs> I'm like, how do I figure but out? Because I, I just ask. While I'm already on the topic of black people, I got another one. I got another one here. So this came out literally the day after we filmed the last one. And I've been waiting to talk about it a little bit. So my, um, I can't say my home country, but my culture country. Uh, Jamaica, the great Jamaica that brought us everything from reggae to ska to Afrocentricity, shout out to Marcus Garvey, to everything. Hip-hop, y'all owe Jamaica everything. Give it up. Mm. So, Jamaica has decided again to ask England for reparations. Now, Jamaica did this a couple years ago, and the British Prime Minister said not, not at this time, like they were children. And they tried it again, and it went over. I thought it was media, wasn't it wasn't it Cameron who said that we that they had to get over it. Yeah, he basically said, yeah, "Not right now, get over he didn't, it." Pretty pretty or, much, he said no. He said it, he did. <sighs> I'm pretty sure he didn't even say not right now. I'm pretty sure he said for us. To, he said to get over it, and then you ended up finding out that Cameron's actual family, I believe it's Cameron, if I if the wrong is, prime minister, is, that his family actually had was the recipients of, of, payment, of, money. of payments exactly, and then you found that out after. So, this is the thing. As somebody of Jamaican descent, of Caribbean descent, as a black person in general, would I like to see Caribbeans get reparations? Of course I would. I would be happy to get my check in the mail. Um, do I believe that Caribbeans will ever get reparations? No. I know, I know people are going to say, I know they're going to get mad, I know they're going to get angry, but let's let's take the emotion out of it and let's talk about this from a financial standpoint, because that's what it is, it's a financial conversation, right? I'm going to say right now on Awkward and Black that Caribbeans will never, never, ever, ever, never get reparations. Never, okay? The only group of black people that will ever get reparations on the face of this earth is African Americans. And that's if America decides to do it. The rest of us? Hell no. Hell no. Let me explain why I'm saying hell no so you just don't think I'm ignorant out here just yelling out profanities here. People have to understand something. Okay. Once you decide to give one country reparations, you have to give it to them all. Let me explain. Let me break it down. America can give reparations for black people and wash their hands. Let me explain. America gave reparations to Italians who were hung in the South. America gave reparations to Japanese and Chinese who were killed. They gave reparations to Irish. They gave reparations to a lot of different groups who were murdered and killed throughout America's time, except for black people, right? Aboriginals reparations, so that's checked already. They didn't give it to black people. There's nobody else that's owed reparations from America who lives in America, except for black people. So if America decided to break off a trillion or decide, you know what, we put you in slaves for 400 years, you don't got to pay taxes for 400 years. Whatever they decided to do, right? Whatever it is, 
they can do that and nobody will complain. The white, the poor whites might complain, but fuck, nobody will really complain, right? You, you can actually get it done. The reason why I'm saying never is you have to understand it from a financial standpoint, right? The UK had the largest empire in the entire world at one point, right? If the United Kingdom, if England decided to pay Jamaica reparations, because Jamaica did make them rich, all the sugar they were taking from Jamaica, Jamaica made them rich. But if the UK decides to pay Jamaica reparations, do you realize every single Commonwealth country, with the exception of maybe Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and maybe South Africa, is going to come running? What I mean by that is you're going to have every other English Caribbean island wanting reparations. And that's not even that's not even the bulk of it. You're going to have countries in Asia wanting reparations. Now, let me explain to this. The UK fucked over all of our people in here and took their resources and made themselves rich as hell. But that doesn't compare to what they took from India. Mm-hmm. India is the sole reason why the UK was maintaining their dominance until World War II. The money that they made off of India alone, if you add up all the other countries that they did business with, it doesn't even compare. The check they would have to cut to India, the check they would have to cut to Palestine, because the whole Palestine-Israel thing is their fault, the check they would have to cut to all of these African nations, all of these Arab nations, Libya would have to get a check. Iran would have to get a check. Iraq would have to get a Are you mad? Not, not only is that, but let me specify this before I get off the topic. England would have to pay countries within their own borders. They would have to pay Ireland reparations, Scotland reparations. And people don't even know that, um, I was about to say Welsh. Um, Wales? Wales is even a country. They'd have to pay Wales reparations. England would go broke. England, France, yeah, they ba- those they'd be bank- countries, they'd be those those countries can't even pay. Germany paid the the Jews, and all Germany has to pay is Namibia and I think another African country. They're pretty much good, but England, the Netherlands, France, Spain, and Portugal. There's no way in hell. There's no way in hell. Like and like, mind you, I love the idea. I want to entertain as much as anybody else. I think we've talked about this before, actually, on the show. But I just don't think it's ever gonna happen because there's too much of a fall, right? And yeah. I, I want to bring up a there's similar example. There's actually too many so, layers to it actually ever occurring. There's just there's too many. Too many. And, and I want to bring up an example to show somebody. So we live in Canada. We have a section of Canada called Quebec where it's predominantly French speakers over there and there's a whole history behind that. And they've wanted to separate from Canada to keep their culture, their French culture they have, right? I think in 19, in the early 90s, they came close and the vote was literally like 51 to 49 or something like that. They almost came close. Let me be honest about this as a Canadian. Canada will never allow Quebec to separate. Yep. I'm going to be dead honest with you. Even if Quebec had higher numbers, Canada would botch the results. Let me explain why Quebec could never separate from a, from a financial standpoint. Okay, If Quebec ever separates from Canada, first of all, it's Toronto, Montreal, and BC where all the money is. So there goes a huge financial port. Second of all, you're separating Canada into two parts because you've just separated East Canada from the rest of Canada. So now people have to cross over to get in and out. But the most important thing is that no 
country on the earth would want to recognize Quebec as a country. The UN wouldn't recognize it, nobody would. Because if anybody decides that we're going to recognize Quebec as a country, then they have to deal with the separative movements in their own country. So, for instance, mm -hmm. if the U.S. recognizes Quebec, then they have to look at the claims that California and Texas have to separate. Yep. If the U.K. wants to recognize Quebec, they got to deal with Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. If Spain wants to separate Quebec, they got to deal with Caledonia. All of these countries have separate tribes that never wanted to be a part of whatever the country was for years that want to separate Nobody, nobody on the face of this earth will recognize Quebec because they would have to answer to the own separation shit that goes on in their own country, which is why Quebec will never get separation. Canada will go to war and bomb that shit up before they give us separation. So remember, I, remember I brought up the point to you about Quebec wanting to separate. If that was ever to happen, I don't think it ever will, but if it ever were to happen, that means that everybody would lose their Canadian citizenship. You'd lose your Canadian passport, your SIN number, because you would no longer be a Canadian. You Not would only lose currency. that, but the entire of Canada would separate because there'd be no. Yeah, point. no, no. What I'm saying the is, you also. But I'm just saying, I'm thing. just talking about Quebec right now because I'm saying, if you did all that, you would actually strip every single person who was living there of Canadian citizenship, their passport, their SIN numbers, currency, because you'd have to come up with your own money at some point, and then you have to come up with your own passports. You have to come up with your own SIN numbers because now you are no longer a Canadian. Then the people who there's a bridge apparently that some people crossed over to go to work. Those people would all of a sudden have to literally be immigrating back in every day to go to work and vice versa. From, there's yeah, yeah. way to financially that makes no sense. It's 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 I was watching an interesting YouTube video on this actually, just to touch it before I get off it. And the guy made a good point. He was talking about like, like a what would happen in the future if this ever happened, right? And it's like yeah. all the other provinces would try to separate. Yes, Quebec has been the one province that's wanted separation forever, but there is other provinces that have requested it. A lot of the provinces on the East Coast actually have a similar culture to New England than they do to the rest of Canada. So mm -hmm. New England is essentially where a lot of British, Irish, and Scottish people ended up living and kind of founded areas. So you have obviously Boston, then you have Rhode Island, then you have Maine. Mm -hmm. Boston, Rhode Island, Maine, Vermont, and I think I'm missing one that's right before Newfoundland up there. So you have those areas, and that whole thing is New England, even though we'd like to think of it as just Massachusetts. The whole thing is New England. It's a lot of Irish, Scottish people up there. And then right above Maine, you have Newfoundland, you have an all of the East Coast where they have the same culture of mm -hmm. Irish and Oddish people, Irish, Irish and Scottish people. <laughs> so a lot of people, so the, what he was saying in the video was he's like, if Quebec ever separated, then you would have basically Newfoundland, New Brunswick, PI, Nova Scotia, all of those people who have an Irish, Scottish influence, they would want to join America and be a part of New England. And then you have Alberta, who's already request, who's already requested twice to join America. They have actual, they have a whole separate thing going on in Alberta. How they want to join America because they think that Canada doesn't doesn't really doesn't focus on them outside of Montreal and Toronto. Canada focus on them, and they're a big economic power with the oil. So they want to join America because while Canada panders that will never happen about the natives. It will never happen. But he was saying that if Quebec separated, basically Alberta would join America, the whole of the East Coast would join America, and it would just be BC, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Ontario left to fight it out, and they would probably become their own thing. Ontario and BC would definitely become their own countries, and then Manitoba and BC, just due to isolation, would end up joining America too. So it'd be, it'd be completely fucked up. It would never happen. 
it would never happen. But my main thing is that I, I, I want Jamaica to get reparations. I think when you're looking at these huge European powers, I don't think anybody can get reparations. There's European yeah. countries that need reparations from England. Greece would want reparations from England. They're not going to pay Greece. It's not going to happen. But yeah, but did you did you have something else? Um, mainly, okay, so something exciting for me that I saw that came up. Michaela Cole has been cast in Black Panther, the second one. Okay. I have no idea. It hasn't been revealed who she's going to be, but there is a rumor that potentially she could be cast as Storm. Now, here's the thing. I love Michaela Cole. I will never forget when you introduced me to her for Chewing Gum, and I literally watched what was it, two seasons of Chewing Gum in like a week. <laughs> we still haven't watched I May Destroy You. We still got I know, it. which apparently is a brilliant show. I, I think Michaela Cole is very talented. We did watch her in Black Earth. Remember Black Earth Rising, the Netflix uh, mm-hmm. show? That, she was amazing in that. Mm-hmm. She she's, she's great. She is so talented. She is so talented, it hurts. And it would be kind of interesting. From chewing gum to Black Earth Rising to seeing her in a comedic role, yeah, a serious dramatic role was very interesting. She has amazing range, yeah. but she all and then also the fact that she wrote, um, she wrote Chewing Gum, and then on top of that, she I think she helped produce Black Earth Rising, and then when it comes to I May Destroy, which we haven't seen yet, she also wrote that. It's based on her own experience. She's an amazing writer. I think that she's a great actress. I think she's very talented. I would love to know who she's going to be in Black Panther too. I would love to know. If she's Storm, that would actually be kind of cool. Um, she could be playing somebody else who's just... I, I have no idea. I, it, her being cast, I did not see coming. Like, I didn't I didn't ever think of that. Like, I didn't think of it. Because, like, you know, she did I May Destroy You. She did Black Earth Rising. I did not think she'd enter the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, I saw I that did, one, actually. I didn't think that she was going to enter that. Because I thought that she was focusing more on, like, projects like I May Destroy You. Like, I thought that's what no. she was doing. I, th- I thought that maybe she would write something brilliant. I have no idea. She might She might as well. But I'm excited for it. I'm gonna, I know I'm, I'm going to be entertained by it because she's so, she's so amazing. I'm excited for this. The reason why I saw it coming is because a lot of the Black Panther, Black Panther pa- cast, Jesus Christ, um, a <laughs> lot of them are of African descent. And there is a lot of people in Hollywood of African descent but I think the ones that are known in Hollywood are either already in Black Panther mm-hmm. or the only ones that are left would literally be Issa Rae, Yvonne Orji, who are comedians mm-hmm. who wouldn't fit in, or Michaela Cole. That's what I'm saying. Though. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually see else. that. I think, I think that they don't have the guy from Star Wars, but he's already in Star Wars, so they can't mix projects. So the, re- the only reason why I can see it is because there's not a large group of immediate African descent Hollywood actors and if you're going to make another movie and I I can see for all the Black Panther movies them trying to pick up one or two each time Mm -hmm. and a lot of them come from the UK obviously Mm -hmm. and so I'm not saying I specifically saw Michaela Cole but I'm not shocked just because you need somebody African descent and you already have most of them in there you got the girl from um Walking Dead so it's like I'm not shocked I it didn't it didn't shock me that she was in it I no, but I just did, I didn't see the trajectory job. from Michaela Cole. I'm going to be honest. I didn't. Just because of the work that she's been doing, I did not see an MCU thing. Am I happy about it? I, of I agree course. with you. I agree with you. Of course. If, I'm happy about it, if, but I didn't if, see if, that. If I'm looking at it from, from Michaela Cole's standpoint, from her yeah. trajectory, I didn't see it. But if I'm looking at it from Marvel, I saw it. I saw it. Okay. 
Um, She's hella talented, so I'm not surprised. I am waiting. To, the whole thing is, when it comes to Black Panther, mind you, I do believe that they should have recasted it just to put that out there, whatever. whatever. I don't know what to expect. I'm trying not to dwell well, on it because mentioned I don't want to be disappointed. I think, I think it's been confirmed that Namor is going to be in it. Okay, so 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 Neymar's in it. But I don't really know how it's going to get tied in yet. I, I, I don't know if... Because this is the thing. This is the Black Panther where the Black Panther is actually dead. So yeah. I'm assuming this Black Panther is going to be about recovering Wakanda. Even though I want her to be Storm, I don't think they would introduce Storm in this Black Panther. I understand they're doing the multiverse and Storm may be coming out. But I'm assuming that Disney wants to do a somber Black Panther about the death of, 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 of Chadwick, how it affected the Black Panther universe, and how Wakanda is repairing itself. But then again, there has and, and, and then with Neymar being the enemy, obviously. But I don't think that they would... But then again, they might. It could be, because would, remember... They remember planned in, this shit decades in advance. No, I know, so but remember in know. Black Panther... Um, what is his name? Michael B. Jordan's character, whose name I can't remember right now, his character. Remember, he burnt that plant that gives you the powers. Yeah. And remember, they only took one. So it's going to have to be the recovery of that. And they because gave that one, they gave that one to Chadwick, right? Exactly. So it's going to be like, did There's another no plant survive? Were they able to grow more? You, that actually could be included of how, That's because who's right. going to be given the powers of the Black Panther without that plant? <laughs> That's integral. Like, that's actually Yo, really important. There's, 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 there's a lot of loopholes that they really closed in the movie. So it's, yeah, it's so no, but, the, but really they could have potentially branched off the plant, I don't know, put it in some water to, <laughs> to root it. You know, you know what, though, man? <laughs> I, I wish they recasted it because they've obviously planned the Marvel Universe decades in advance, especially when I was seeing it with the TV shows and stuff. Yeah. I want to see what they originally were going to do. And I'm mad I'll never get to see that because I thought that they were originally going to have Lapita's character I I, I I thought they were going to introduce Storm, yeah, and then they were gonna and then they were gonna have Storm and Chadwick go at it, and then Lapita's character get mad and go crazy because that's what you've told me she's done. And then at well, the her end character of in it, the comic books goes were, mad and tries to kill the Black Panther. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, they were gonna have to kill Lapita, and then Storm was gonna take over, and that's kind of where I thought gonna, it was gonna go. Who knows it's gonna happen? And I, I, I and I thought ah. I thought Storm was gonna be um. The girl from Queen and Slim. I thought they, I thought they were going to go, oh. but now I really don't know. You know what's now crazy? I really don't know. This is going to sound bad. Jody, her name is Jody. Um, if it's not Michaela Cole, I definitely could see Jody being star. I agree with you. I just, I just. She, 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 she. Because we're still trying to figure out who Black Panther is. You know, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. Okay, I okay, know. I know. I'm I just want to talk about it because you know Michaela me. Michaela Cole is like. May Michaela Cole is like, mind you, mind you, I, 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 I know that Siri was supposed to be Black Panther eventually, so I'm assuming that's the end goal. So maybe yeah, Michaela like Cole is like some that's distant like cousin. Later, I know, maybe Michaela Cole is like some, well, they're going to have to make her Black Panther eventually. They're probably going to rush that process, I bet you. I hope Michaela not, because Cole is like they do some such great planning. Cousin who comes in and fights for the, for the, but to be honest, if they use that standpoint of like Michaela Cole comes in as a distant cousin who fights for the throne, like that fight for the throne concept again, it would just be is already done. I don't, so I don't think do. they're gonna do that. I don't, I don't know think what it's gonna, gonna be gonna that. Do. It's and remember, remember, Waka- remember, Wakanda had agents all over the world, so she might even be a distant cousin. She could be like an agent who's been stationed somewhere else. Like who knows what happened? So we'll see. We'll see. I agree. With you. So I agree with you. speaking about um Joey from Queen and Slim, 
So I just wanted to get your take on this. I kind of side note, I love her. I know I've already said that. I think she's fabulous. I know Black Twitter went crazy on this. So, um, or maybe they won't go crazy because he's white. Who knows? So, Jody from Queen and Slim is married to Josh from Dawson's Creek. They've been together. Joshua Jackson. So he's also Canadian. (laughs) So, and. I know it's like so I always see Jody put up next to her white boyfriend because I know that b- black culture does this yeah. thing where like we don't like each other sadly mm-hmm. so whenever whenever one of us is dating somebody who's not black we put it on a pedestal as if like look somebody accepted us look look we do it it's annoying I've talked about it it's it's really annoying but we do do this but I liked the guy from Dawson's Creek. I've seen him in a few independent movies. I've always liked him as an actor. Again, he's Canadian. I think they fit well together. I just like them because I think that they're 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 a great couple. He seems to care for her. She seems to care for him. They're also and, very uh, low key. Pandering. Like, like they had a baby. No one's ever seen the baby. Key. Like they're super low key. I like that though. Now it recently got out that she actually proposed to him, and she asked him to get married. Mm-hmm. Now. Again, I've stated this point so many times. It is 2021. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything know wrong when with. we as human beings are going to finally grow up and get over this whole 1950s culture that, that we want to bring back. I don't know when we are going to accept the fact that in every metropolitan area in the world, you need a two-household income to survive now. I don't know if we're going to accept the fact that capitalism has taken over and you need to literally have two ambitious people to make sure that your genes can now survive in this world because the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer and the middle class is diminishing. I don't know if we as a culture are getting these standpoints here. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said here, this whole patriarchal idea that we have in black culture that turns a, an eye against this type of stuff is annoying. Um, I'm not a person, we are both not people who advocate yeah. for marriage, but we do advocate for happiness. Yeah. If the woman decides to ask the man to marry her because she just wanted to ask. I don't, really I don't see, see a issue. problem with it. I don't really buy into this whole idea of manhood and like, listen, like, no, no, life but I don't short, see any man. problem with her asking him. I There's know. nothing wrong with life that. Life is short. Life is short. And I feel like a lot of cultures, especially black culture, maybe due to slavery, they yeah. buy into this whole idea of what a man is supposed to be. And literally some people hold on to this for the whole entire life. It's like, life is short, bro. Just live. Okay. If you want to dance, sing, do what you got to do, bro. Like this, this whole idea. Now, as a man, if my woman got down on one knee and proposed to me, would I feel a way? First of all, I'm not into marriage, so my woman wouldn't do that. But if I was into marriage and she did that, I don't think I would feel a way in the moment. I think when I would feel a way is what other people are going to think about it. And I think that becomes Mm -hmm. the issue. And that's what happened here. And I saw all these people actually, like, bashing her for proposing to the guy that they what it's weird because the whole black culture was like we love them together look he chose a black girl and then they're like bashing her and they're like look you proposed to the call i find that weird i didn't even know to be honest with you i didn't even know that they were even together i didn't even know that they were even together until like i think i started following her on instagram after i saw her in queen and slim because i just liked her and i didn't even know that she was dating him 
until they, she like posted a picture with him and I was like, oh, they're together. And then a few pictures later, there was a baby bump. I said, oh, they're having a child. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, then, and then they were married. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Like, I was like, oh, okay. I, listen, I think it's perfectly fine that she asked him. Listen, she, she knew what she wanted. I and she's too. like, she's, she knew what she wanted and she asked him. There is nothing yeah. wrong with that. I think that, I actually think it's kind of cool because you never hear that. And you always hear, oh, I'm not doing that. My man has to, pro-. no. I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think that she is very forward thinking as is um, Joshua Jackson because they have publicly talked about their own forward thinking. And I think it's really cool. They seem to be very much enjoy their relationship and they keep their relationship to themselves. This is the one time that they revealed something and look what happened. This is why I hated him. Who cares? It's fine. Honestly, this is why I hate the general public. Let these people live how they want to live. They're happy. They seem to be living life. It was ironic to me that everyone switched course, but yeah, let these people live, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. She's Listen, they're living their best life and they're happy and good for them. I have another, I have another uh, topic here of why I hated her. Actually, I, don't, I got a few this week. I'm sorry, I got a lot, man. I got a lot, but I got another one here. So, rapper the baby. So there's a video that was posted where he his team filmed it. So he's sitting mm-hmm. in his um his car and two kids come up selling chocolates. So he comes out the car with a bankroll in his hand and he asks and the kids are like, Oh my god, it's the baby, you know, fandom. And he's mm-hmm. at, and these two kids are like maybe like twelve, thirteen, and he's asking these kids how much for the chocolates. The kids say two dollars for a chocolate bar. Then he goes, How much for the box? The kid says two hundred dollars. So then the baby goes, Okay, how much chocolates do you have in the box? You said the box says 32. So wouldn't the box be 64? He's like, no, no, it's 200. So then the baby gave him a few chances to come correct, right? And then because the kid didn't want to be honest and was trying to play him because he has money, he decided to reach into his bankroll and give each kid $2 each and get two chocolates. And he told them what he was going to do is buy mm-hmm. the two chocolates but give them the whole bankroll or a lot of money, I guess, right? And then these kids walked away feeling sorry. Now, a lot of people are online about this. Of course, we live in this society now where people people are mad at the baby because they think right. that he should have given given them the chocolates. And I've talked about this before. We've come to a point in our society where a lot of people think that they get to tell people over a certain income what they should do with their money. Nobody tells you what you should do with your money when you're buying your Jordans and all your other bullshit. And you lose yep. guys you can't afford. But they think that they should tell people who make over a certain amount of income what they should do with their money and how they should spend their money if they want to be seen as a good person. And this has always been there, but social media has amplified it even more. Like, I remember when Cardi B bought her daughter some stupid toy and everybody was mad. I was like, that's her daughter, bro. Like, I don't give a shit. And then when Cardi B, when Cardi B chooses not to twerk or play her music in front of her daughter and everyone's mad. And they're like, but no one told you to play it in front of your daughter. But this becomes the issue. So I don't see the issue here. I kind of agree with, I know Charlemagne agree with this point, but I kind of agree with the side of like, we can't tell people how they should spend their money just because they make a lot of money. And we can't expect someone that makes a lot of money to pay more. If your chocolates are $2, but you're telling me, that's not fair. That's what happens when you go on vacation to the Caribbean realize that you're American and you speak English and they'll oh you're ripping me off. Yeah. And at the end of the day, 
I believe that he would have gave them the money. I believe I believe that. I believe they should have ripped them off. But what do you think? I agree with what he did because he's teaching them a lesson. The fact that they figured out who he was once they yeah. saw him and they were literally trying to pretty much scam him out of his own money, even though he wanted to support them, he was right to teach them a lesson. I do not disagree with what he did. And they should. And honestly, that just shows exactly how people want to police you with your own money and the choices that you make when it comes to you. And I think that what he did, hopefully, it actually wasn't impactful for them to understand that they shouldn't have done that because he would have bought the, he would have most likely bought either the two bars or the whole damn box. And then he would have given them something on top of that. And that would have been amazing for them. But instead, they were dishonest. And that dishonesty led to that happening. And he taught them that being dishonest and trying to control, trying to like swindle people out of their money and try and scam of your is wrong. And they shouldn't do that just because and you know the who they are if they're famous, regardless. The fact that the culture is online saying that we should do this, but this is the same culture does this all the time. Like rich people should just give us billions of their dollars. Mm. Like people are people. Okay, so here's another great segue. It's a good segue today. People are mad at two things. They're mad at um, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, because they basically say that the amount of money that he makes in, I believe, a year or two years, he could end world hunger, hypothetically. And they think that he's selfish for trying to go into space when he could end world hunger. Listen, I understand that this guy could give money and end world hunger. Would, would him giving money actually end world hunger? No, it won't. No, Let's be honest. Some governments are going to take that money and not give it to the poor. Exactly. Most governments take that money and not give it to the poor. That yep. money will never reach the hands of every individual person. Yep. And if it does reach the hands of individual people who are not educated, who have been living in poverty lives they're going to take the money and spend it on something that's going to make them feel good exactly. and they're going to be poor tomorrow so this whole idea of donating a bunch of money to end world poverty is a fallacy because who are you donating it to and whoever you donate it to if you donate this to a country you know how many con- most countries that have a high poverty rate are very corrupt countries they're going to take the money you can't give okay. it to the people because the people are going to buy whatever necessity they think they want. It's you're never going to end well. People, people are mad because it's, it's, it's a financial, it's a financial, it's a financial system, but it's also a mentality. Yeah. But people are, people are just mad at him because of the fact that he's really, 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 really rich. And he can pretty much do whatever he wants with this now, money. I mean, he flew to space in a rocket that looks like a penis. Now this, so, so this is where I'm going. I, didn't <laughs> I don't know if you've seen what it looked like. This is where I'm going. That's what it looked like. This is where I'm going. So Jeff Bezos, as well, people are mad at him. because. So let's start this up. There's been a white guy um, who's got the biggest dick competition um, that I'm enjoying. Pause, 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 pause. Um, and it's Richard Branson, the owner of yeah. Virgin, who flew up to space first. And then they said that he didn't really go into space. He only went to, like, the barrier of the atmosphere. He was in there, but he wasn't really in there. And I was like, okay, whatever. To me, he was in space. He could look down and see it, but whatever. Then there's, and I think Richard Branson's the only one that shows us the selfies. Then there's Jeff Bezos, who went to space in a dick rocket, as you said, and he went into space. And then, and he's the owner of Amazon. And then there's Elon Musk um, for your Tesla, and he went into space. And they've all, they've all added on different celebrities and rich people on their trips. Yeah. Now, they're all trying to show off, right? Now... People are mad at Jeff Bezos because he also, after he went into space, he said, I want to thank the Amazon customers because without them, this wouldn't have happened. And people are mad at that. They're like, oh, is he saying that that, that we paid for his trip? Yeah, that's what he's saying. 
He yeah. Wants to thank you guys. Listen, when I was a kid, he wants to thank you Amazon, for signing up for Prime and buying things and getting like next day delivery. I, and people, <laughs> this is why I hated him, Brittany. When I was a kid, so I want to give people some. If you're born in the 2000s, I just want to give you some some ideas here, right? When I was a kid, Amazon. When I was a kid, is what Audible is now, yeah. but without the audio. Yeah. When Amazon first came out as a website. It was literally just books. You were able to buy books online. It was only books. Instead of going to your neighborhood chapters or Indigo or your neighborhood bookstore, you went to Amazon and you could buy books. Then a couple years later, Amazon had a lot of these books in an audio version. Then it was about half a decade after that, maybe a whole decade after that, that Amazon literally started selling everything under the sun. And then the but introduction it was of Prime. Off, it, was, it was books for a good decade. Yeah, and then they that. had the introduction of Prime, which was like crazy. Even when I got into college, it was still books and audiobooks. So Jeff Bezos saying that the reason why he's able to do this, go into space, is because of his customers. I thought that was somebody actually thanking the customers. Isn't it similar to when a celebrity thanks the fans for the Viewer's yeah. Choice Awards or for the, the Best Album of the Year Award? So wouldn't you thank the customers for spending money with the business and I don't see anything wrong with him thanking them. I just think it's interesting. Like you just said, after Amazon started selling everything and then there was the introduction of prime, which literally could get you something delivered the next day or two days from there. That was insane. It was like unheard of that you could even have that happen. You know what I mean? And then the amount of warehouses that he opened. Yeah. Okay. There's been a huge controversy with everything that happened during COVID and the way that Amazon workers were treated, but the way that he literally went into space and was like, if it wasn't for you customers, I wouldn't be able to do this. He's actually right. If people didn't yeah. buy in to what is, is Amazon to purchase and do all these things, pay for Prime and a yearly membership, all these things, he would not have been able to do that. I don't think that it was rude. I think that he actually was just thanking the people who gave him the dollar bills that he has to do what he's doing. Essentially, when Amazon started off, it was Audible, which I think Amazon actually owns Audible now. So it's basically their beta version that they reintroduced. Um, and that's smart. I remember when the biggest selling website wasn't Amazon. It was, um, oh my God, what was that big selling website back in the day when we were like in high school and in college and <laughs> I can't remember. Oh my. And it was, it had it a red writing. I, it's it's, it's in my head. It was eBay. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about eBay. It was eBay. It's like a, you're right. You're right. It was eBay. That's like I'm thinking about. So Amazon at one point in time was eBay eBay was the big seller market. eBay was the first seller market website that you could go on and buy things the same way that Yahoo and Ash Jeeves were the first search websites mm -hmm. on Google. And then Amazon came on and they were literally only selling books and they basically took over eBay and they became better than eBay. And that was it. So, you know, man, I don't see an issue with him thanking his people. I think if he didn't thank the people who brought him there, it would be more disrespectful. If he sat there and said, this was all my hard work, you know what I mean? And gave like yep. the, the, the Snoop Dogg speech, hypothetically, people would be more mad. The fact that he sat there and thanked his customers and people are mad about that, I don't get it. But that's just me. It's stupid. But do you, do you have any other topics on the docket? So one thing I will say is this is why I hate it here. I call her the Victoria's Secret Karen. So woman in, this white woman, Victoria's Secret, who is the Karen, was standing at a cash register and she was about to check out. This black woman who was also shopping in Victoria's Secret is coming up behind her because she's lining up 
And this woman literally. I want to talk about this last, actually. But no, no. This woman literally freaks out. Literally freaks out and tries to say that the that the woman recording her, so the Karen tries to say that this woman like hit her and attacked her, but nothing actually happened. And when I tell it, she turned into a one-year-old having a complete meltdown, biggest tantrum I have ever seen. And there's two parts to this video. Literally loses her mind, starts screaming, saying she's recording me, she's recording me, make her stop recording me. And to be honest with you, I have no idea what even led up to this, but this woman actually wanted to call the police on her about her being recorded, trying to say that the woman hit her, when in reality, she actually tried to hit the woman recording her for no apparent reason that I have been able to find. I can't stand when people do this. I can't stand when Karen's decide to do this and want to say that something actually happened that didn't, that they're being recorded and want to blame other people and then actually have the audacity to have a breakdown, cry, scream, wail, and cause this whole scene and think that it's perfectly fine. Like, who are you? Who are you? Okay. Um, I wasn't shocked by nothing I saw. I wasn't shocked by anything. I wasn't because shocked. I just was time, disgusted. Right? That behavior is disgusting. I wasn't shocked. I was like, what? I've, I've said... No, I'm not taking you a shot. When a white woman cries, the world stops. Since I was in elementary school, I have seen white women cry and get what they want. I used to actually go to elementary school with a girl that I used to live beside. She was my neighbor in real life. And she used to cry all through elementary school and get whatever she wants. And I saw the, I saw, I've seen that when I was in high school. Me and you saw that at a job. Yep. I've seen that. Um, I think... The, uh, the fucked up thing is this was filmed at the best possible time. You literally see the white woman walk up to the black woman and try to hit her. And then once she realizes yep. the black woman is filming her, she falls to the ground. Mm -hmm. starts having a temper tantrum, as you said, shaking her feet, screaming. And screaming. Oh my God, I'm afraid. You're and then she, then she goes, she's me. recording me. She's recording me. And she's like screaming. And everyone's just like, <sighs> like I'm watching this. I'm I thinking, see a lot of. You're, you, obviously there's something going, really going on for you to want to have that tantrum. Mm -hmm. There has to be something. I see a lot of people it. leaning into the fact of, oh, she has a mental illness. We shouldn't be making fun of her. Da, da, da. And of course, they do this whenever it's a white person. Yeah. Does she have a mental illness? I don't know. Um, am I going to not take it for granted so I can say what I truly feel? Yes, I am. Um, this white woman is a clap. You know what? This is my clap for the month. I didn't think I was going to get one, but this is the clap for the month. This white woman is a clap. Okay. She reminds me of Karen Cooper. She's Karen Cooper 2.0. Karen Cooper was the Canadian bitch who was in New York City in Central Park. And called police on the bird watcher. man who was bird watching decided to tell her to leash her dog. She, while she was being filmed, decided to tell the black man, I'm going to call the cops and say an African-American man is assaulting me. As the black man stood right there, and she called the cops. And then the moment she got on the phone, she continued to cry hysterically while choking her little poodle dog. And then she ended up losing her job and getting getting the dog taken away from her. And then she decided to sue the job. That was the end of that. This woman decided to go into a Victoria's Secret, got mad at a black woman for whatever she was saying, decided to hit her, realized the black woman was filming, and decided to play victim in an even worse way. I'm not shocked. Um, because she didn't say anything racist, as Karen Cooper did, and because she didn't actually call the police herself, I don't think she'll be fired from any job or receive any like serious repercussion that's going to affect her life. I think the part that annoyed me more wasn't so much the Karen doing the stripperness. 
it was when the police came inside the Victoria's Secret. This is the part that really annoyed me. And the workers in the Victoria's Secret told the police exactly what happened and how mm-hmm. the woman tried to hit her and how she went on the ground and went into a whole convulsion. And the police, as you saw in the video, yep. cared for the Karen and, and then started to question yep. the black woman accusatively. Even oh, though even Jesus. though the employees had been very clear that herself. she didn't do anything wrong. They were very the employees were very clear. Video. Not only was it on video, but the workers were also saying she didn't do anything. And still. And this is the image that people talk about when they talk mm-hmm. about racism in the West. It's the image of no matter what happens, if I am in the vicinity where a crime or some type of social eruption is happening, I will be the first one put the blame on. Exactly. We are all adults. Do you know how crazy it is to walk into a situation and just say, hey, you're black, it's your fault. Hey, you're Muslim, it's your fault. Hey, you're, you're brown, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You're basically giving white people an innocent slate no matter what. Which is why there's so many shootings in America, because a white guy just goes into a store, picks up a gun, buys a bunch of bullets, or buys a bunch of things to create a bomb in your regular yeah. home depot. Well, Lowe's, no one says shit, goes home, lights the bomb, shoots up his whole family and the whole school. And everyone says, oh, well, I guess we'll just remember it won't change the gun laws. We'll go again on Wednesday and try this again. It's, I've always said this, white ignorance is arrogance. It's just, it's to the point where it's crazy. I think what the police did actually angered me more than anything else I've seen in that clip, sadly. But yeah, I was pissed off about that, yeah. That's the part that made me mad. Her, I wasn't surprised by her temper tantrum. It was just watching the clip, and I was like, "Really?" I was, and I, I, and I sat there and I thought to myself, "You've had the employees explain to you the exact situation about the fact that this woman decided to try and hit her, that she was recording, and as soon as she realized that she was being recorded and that she wouldn't actually get away with it, she broke into tears, was accusatory, fell to the ground, did all these things, literally shaking her legs underneath, like the cash, like the register, like the outside part." But it then tried to follow her around trying hitting her Couple even more because she tried to hit her more than once and for that to happen you're like oh we're like okay like this is what we're talking about but everyone wants to make it seem as if that that's not real and that's not actually happening of course of course this woman caught the holy ghost in the place doing the most but you know madness Let's hold on. Do you have anything more on the doc? Yeah, that's it. The fire got for I hate it here. That's okay. why I hate it here. You know what? I'm gonna end it off with something happy, so I'm gonna get into the fuckery right before. So R. Kelly is now facing allegations of sexual assault or sexual abuse of teenage boys. Crazy. Um R. Kelly's been guilty since I've been in double digits. Um and now there's little boys. I'm I'm a little shocked by this, only because R. Kelly's MO, similar to Bill Cosby's MO, has always been women. Yeah. That's Kelly's really never God. shown me he likes. Does R. Kelly like to do a lot of freaky shit with women? Yes. Yeah. I remember him eating that ass and doing his shit. But I don't think R. Kelly is into boys. Now, I do know that we live in a culture where people will just try to get money. It's COVID time. People will put their boys in harm's way the way they put their children in Michael Jackson's bed. I understand that. I'm going to wait till this unravels. I think it could be somebody trying to get money, mm-hmm. or I think we can find out that R. Kelly was really more of a monster than we believed. I don't 
That's possible. We'll wait and see. But I'm not going to pull the trigger on it just yet. Because I yeah. do know that we live in a society where allegations like to fly. And it is just allegations at this point. Allegedly. So I'll wait. But if it is a boy, we'll return on this convo to have this topic. Exactly. We'll definitely have it. Last thing I wanted to get at, just some some good, something nice, something for your soul. Um, Pixar released a trailer for Turning Red. So Pixar as a whole, in my opinion, has been the number one animation company to me. Disney will always have a place in my heart. They'll have the classic. Disney had, Disney had iconic movies all the way from... 1925 all which is i think when they first started dropping those movies and i didn't even know we were going out. i thought the movies came out in our era but some i know right when you play that snow white it's from the 1950s yeah. you're like what they've they've had iconic movies since well we'll say 1950 just to get the racist ones out 1950 to at least 1999 i would say that era of like tarzan and hercules was like the last era yeah. of disney yeah, I think I think Disney lost their touch when they tried to compete with with Pixar and they stopped putting the music in the songs and they stopped getting big artists to create the soundtracks for it. When they started competing with Pixar, that's when they lost it. They they bought Pixar, so good for them. Yeah. But Pixar has never lost from Up to Incredibles. Ants to Incredibles to Toy Story to Shrek to they have just never ever lost. Yeah. Now, I'm a graduate of Sheridan College, Oakville, which is the animation campus of Sheridan College and one of the biggest animation campuses in the world. And there has been people, when you walk into Sheridan College, when I when I went there, they will have all of the movies that somebody from Sheridan College has worked on, whether it was Toy Story, Incredibles, everything is up there. Yeah. And it was about a year ago or two years ago, I think the movie was called Boa. Bow, Bow. It's about Bow. dumplings. I love that short and film. Bow, Bow was a short film about dumplings that was made by an individual that I didn't know, but went to school at Sheridan the same time I went to school, graduated around the same time I graduated. I don't think anybody I know knows her like that. I do have one boy who's an animator. I didn't even Andre. know she was probably knows her. Either. I didn't know that she went to Sheridan. But just to clear it up, Bao isn't just about dumplings. It's actually about a mother and son relationship, but she uses the mm -hmm. dumpling as like a representation of that. And I thought that was so nice. Yes. I love that. I probably, I probably got to message Andre um, on Facebook and see if he knows her. But congratulations to her. I clapped when I first saw Bao. And now... Pixar has come about and said, create a film. The film yeah. is called Turning Red. Now, the film is about a young girl living in Toronto. It looks like downtown Toronto yes, of, Asia, of East Asian descent. And every time she gets anxious or embarrassed or some sort of um, mental illness, I, I think it's mostly anxiety, she turns into a big red teddy bear. I think... I think it's a red teddy is it a red panda? It looks okay. like a red panda a in the preview. It's I think it's adorable. <laughs> I I think the idea is good. I think you're hitting on something that really touches today's kids in terms of yeah. stage fright and overall anxiety. I think the fact that they're turning into a red panda is good. I think the fact that it's going to be that it is filmed in Toronto and you see the streets and the culture and the food yeah. is I think it's awesome. Good job. I think it's amazing, and because I know how I, I know how much I loved Bao that I actually watched Bao a second time, even though it's a short. I'm like I've watched it twice because I liked it that much. I can only imagine how amazing this is going to be. The turning red is going to be. The preview alone, oh, I was like, this is awesome. 
I'm definitely watching this, man. Yeah. I hope she gets this is the fact that she started off doing that and got to make it. This is huge. And to touch on top of that, my boy so my boy Daniel, DM Cool, who does cool radio, he was in the journalism broadcasting program, which is mm-hmm. next door to the animation program that boy Andre was in. Or I was into my boy, but this guy I knew Andre was in. Um, and Daniel was actually explaining to me about how when he was in college, they actually watched the trailer for Bow. So I have to get more information on this, but that, I mean, this was done ahead of time. That so he's been working on it for a really long time. That's amazing. So I, I graduated high school in 2007. I entered college 2007 as well. I was at Sheridan College from September 2007 till April of 2010. I did three years. Yeah, three years in there. And my boy Daniel was in there from the same amount of time, 2007 to about 2010, 2011. That means that he saw the trailer for this prior to 2011. That trailer, Disney is the one that dropped that trailer, actually. Disney dropped that trailer when? In like 2016? We had Sonic when that dropped? No, I think that was in 2000. We saw Bao, I think, in 2018. I can look it up, actually. Either way. All I want to know, though, because if you're, if you're saying she did that then, I want to know when Bao that, That's what he's telling me. All I'm saying is when it comes to the kids of the future, just realize that a lot of the stuff that you're seeing is planned ahead. If you don't think that you're making it was It was, it right was 2019. Now, Bao, Bao's trailer dropped February 1st of 2019. Perfect. So I, I left I left Sheridan College 2011, the latest. So the fact that eight years later, Disney picked this up and it was shown... It just shows you to never give up. Never give up on your dreams. Never give up on your passions. You might not make it. A lot of people, the movies that you see, they wrote a decade ago, two decades ago. They were shipping yeah. this around for years. So just hold on, and you you can definitely always win. And I'm I'm proud of her, man. Just somebody that I went to, somebody that I don't I don't actually know her in person, but someone that went to the same college as me. Especially coming from Canada, because we don't have a lot of stars that make it globally, at least. So someone that came from the same college as me, this is huge. I think the only other person that I actually could say was touchable that I know who's famous would have been Keisha Shante. I explained that story already. She went to high school with me. She got beat up a few times. I feel bad for her. But yeah, the only only person I know like that would be Keisha Shante. Uh, She went to my high school. She was probably four years older than me at the time. Uh, but no, I'm very proud of her. I'm very, very proud of her. I hope she continues to do more in the future with with Pixar and with Disney. So I'm proud honestly, of her. that is so that. cool, and that's actually it's actually really, really cool. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it, man. I remember when that dropped and everybody loved it, so I'm excited that it. I, think I it remember was also a black creator who dropped the one about the hair, and then yes. something he hair love on Pixar hair love. That was Hair Love. Yeah, and he's making a movie on Pixar, too. Yep. I think the cool... Remember, I think when we... Bao officially came out, actually, in 2018. And we actually saw the short film play before a movie. Remember I said to you, is this an actual movie? Because they played the mm-hmm. entirety of the short film. That's true. We and saw that it was in theaters. We saw it in theaters. And then I went online and watched it again. So to see that and to know that she has come such a long way and she's creating a movie, I think is awesome. And the movie seems like it's going to be very, very good. I feel like it's going to be amazing. I agree. No, I think it's going to be good. I'm happy for it, man. I'm happy yeah. for it. But we got another two weeks. Um, you guys enjoy yourself. Everybody stay healthy. 
I think we've both been vaccinated with double vax. We both yeah, double we are. Vax now, so we're good. Yeah. Everybody stay healthy. I already told you guys I believe there's going to be more strains and more vaccines to come for the next at least half a decade until this is completely over. But, you know, the people who are not getting vaxxed are the ones catching those extra strains. So be careful out there as well. Yeah. But as usual, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. And don't forget to like this video because it definitely does help out our channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and the bell to be notified when we upload. And we will see you or you'll hear us in the next one. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.